Hi, Katie here. If you listen to the podcast a lot and you haven't yet donated, please consider supporting this podcast. Podcasting is great. It allows people to listen without having to listen to advertising. Some podcasts have advertising. We do not. That's intentional. But we do need your support. Support for the art, for conversation, for information, for the creation of this podcast, and for podcasts yet to come. Podcasting is a wonderful thing. It puts radio in the hands of the creator, but it does need your support. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, please visit the donate page on our website, thebittersweetlife.net. Whatever you can give is so welcome, and we're so thankful for it, you can't even believe. A little bit goes a long way, particularly when you're supporting art that's just coming from the ground up. Thank you so much for your support and for listening. It's nice to go on this journey together. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And today we are joined by a special guest. Tiffany, do you want to introduce this person? Yes, today we have Marcia De Salvatore here. She is from Cincinnati, Ohio, but has been living in Rome for over a decade. So she even has me topped. And uh, and we're going to talk to her about her life and what it's like for her in her expat world. So thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. So can you give us a snapshot of why you came over here over a decade ago? Yeah, well, both my parents are from Calabria, and so my father only talks about Calabria as being the only place to visit in the world. And so now all they were both born there. Both born there from Cosenza, and so growing up, it was all about Calabria's number one. And so all of our vacations were going to Calabria, et cetera. So we've had me and my brothers have it in our heads that you know Italy is the only place to live and be. So after college, it's kind of seemed natural to go find out what's outside of Calabria. So I thought to improve my Italian because the little Italian that I knew were from my parents who spoke dialect. And so I went to Umbria, which has a very famous um, university for foreigners to study Italian. And I fell in love. Coming from Cincinnati, Umbria was quite glamorous. Yeah, and so how did you end up in Rome? Um, after about a year in Perugia, it's kind of like student university life. It does get old. Like the first year is really fun and you party nonstop and it's a great time learning Italian. You, you didn't know Amanda Knox, did you? Oh my God, I know poor Perugia. Now it's gotten a bad name. I didn't know Amanda Knox. It was, <laughs> it was way before. I was, I was way before Amanda. And then I thought, where would be a great place to find a job easiest in Italy, big city, and teaching English. And so I came to Rome, and it all kind of worked out. Cool. I want to jump back one second. You said your parents speak dialect. Can you remember enough to give us an example of what that sounds like? Yeah. Um, Well, it's funny because they speak a mix of English and Calabrian. So in one sentence, you'll have both languages. So my mom will be like, oh today sta chiovindo outside <laughs> so sta chiovindo means stop piovendo in calabrian or um my dad which is, which is it's raining oh very good yeah i forgot we have to translate that too <laughs> um or um my dad will be like uh passami kisto glass of water <laughs> So in correct Italian, passami questa bicchiere di acqua. And 
Pass me this glass of Go water. <laughs> Tiffany will be our English translator. Um, so it was really comical. In fact, um, I also do stand-up comedy, and a lot of my routines are making fun of my immigrant parents oh, and I've the way they talk. I've seen some of them. Well, let's talk about actually your raison d'être, your big important thing that you do in Rome, which is stand-up comedy and yes. one-woman shows and... Yeah. Well, I started teaching English and I was lucky to have an actor in my class and he was like, oh, you are so funny. You got to go on the stage. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it could be fun. So um, I started just doing for fun some acting classes. And then from there, I met Gabby Ford, who's the English theater in Rome. And then I started doing some shows. And um, I met this girl named Stephanie after a monologue show I did. And I said, you know, I've always wanted to tell funny stories on the stage. She goes, well, let's do something like a comedy show. And so we started out a, like an open mic stand-up comedy show in a pub. And now five years later, I'm doing stand-up quite regularly. And through that, I've also created my own one-woman show. Yeah, so that's my passion, love, and would like that to be my daytime job. But it's not. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Well, how big is, how big is an audience for um, English language Theater, performance, yeah. comedy. Well, we have a lot of expats in Rome with all the UN organizations, tour guides, English teachers, universities, etc. But not to mention that I have a lot of Italians in my audience who speak and understand English quite well. In fact, one of my performers is Italian, performs in English. So I'm really happy because I didn't want a limited, only expat community because I live here and it's nice to have a mix in one of our past episodes, I don't remember which one, but probably the language episode, episode two, we talked about Tiffany having trouble discovering a sense of humor in Italian. <laughs> it is. Um, it's hard because it's different. It's just difficult to be ironic and sarcastic yes. and just to be funny because you, you, know, you don't like the tone of voice. It's hard to have that come across. Do you feel like you're funny in Italian too or just in English? Yeah, I did my one woman show and I'm actually, I think, funnier because I really, not that I think I'm the funniest person in the world. <laughs> well, I'm, I do. I'm funnier. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, but um, my Italian comic in my show, Francesco, he's so endearing. Like he's so good anyway. He's just stand up comic the way he writes. He's just great. But when he makes mistakes in English, it's funny. And so it's the kind of same thing that when I did my one woman show and I had bits that were comical, um, I got a really great reaction because I'm, you know, make mistakes and that comes across funnier. And also a lot of my jokes come from my parents and they get they that, get that immigrant that's gone to America and the cut and the traditions that they still keep going on, even though they've been 40 years in another country, they're still <laughs> eating pasta on Sundays and I'm, you know, making homemade wine illegally down in the basement, like, <laughs> you know, and so these things are, you know, they get that, you know, they can relate to it. And so, but in everyday comedy, I agree. It's we have a different sense of humor. The Americans, the Brits, I work with Brits and we all have different senses of humor. What we think is funny as well. Would you be able to break it down? What Americans find funny versus the British versus the Italians? Yeah, well, the British are very self-deprecating and dry, right? Yeah. Americans are, I don't know, it's hard because Americans, I, the first thing that comes to mind is obviously like Seinfeld. It's like everyday simple things and made in a funny way I, I that doesn't even do it justice whereas let's just go straight to the italian because it's so easy to describe it's slapstick it's like benny hill is hilarious to them or you know <laughs> like, like three hit, stooges yes like the three stooges right 
What's ours? Ours is, I think America's more observational. I don't know. How would you describe the America? It's so hard. I think it's difficult to to, to look at your own culture's um, comedy. I think it's easier to, to say, oh, yeah, that's what the Brits find funny. That's what the Italians find funny. But to look at America, it's, it's harder when you come from there. So I, I wouldn't be able to put my finger on it, I don't think. No, I'm just thinking TV shows. Like, I watch a lot of, I really do like uh, British comedy. And, I, you know, a lot of their TV shows that I love is making fun. They're so self-definitely. Like, uh, Ricky Gervais, The Office. Yeah. Or um, he has this other show called Extras, and him just being just making fun of himself. They do that so well, the Brits. Whereas Americans, what's funny to us? You know what I think? American, at least television, what they do, they always have like the one liner. You know, if you think about Friends. You know, that, that Matthew Matthew Perry's character, Chandler, he's always got the one line of the comeback. Okay, so maybe right. that's part of it. But I don't know. And that's like Seinfeld. He's mm-hmm. a one liner. I guess that is the difference. But do we find that funny, or do we find that funny in the '90s? I don't know. I think it's, I think it's still the same style that they use today. It's just different actors. But I, I personally think that I love British humor. Oh my god, you too. I love my favorite comic is Eddie Izzard. Speaking, speaking of people who can do stand up in foreign languages, he does it in French. I know. When he goes into French, he's hilarious. Is he? I'd like. Well, I wouldn't understand him, but but he does it in such a way that even if you don't really understand, you can kind of get it. Especially since you speak Italian, the words are close enough. I'll have to see that. Yeah, I love him. He's great. But America, I'm trying to think American stand-up. I mean, there's so many. Chris Rock. What does Chris Rock talk about? Yeah, he talks about, you know, being black. And I'm just thinking. Louis C.K. is the big. Louis C.K. He makes fun of himself. So would you say when you're performing to an Italian audience, they I not seeing your one-woman show yet, are you more slapsticky then to uh, entertain them? No, not slapsticks. I don't like slapstick. It's kind of too silly. And mine is storytelling. That's my comedy. Storytelling, impersonations, and um, observational. In the One Woman Show, though, it's all on my family and me teaching English. There's a sketch of me teaching English to Italians and the different situations that come across. Like, I have 25 years old. Things like that. Um, yeah. That's how my Italian is. Oh, no. <laughs> but then you're funny. <laughs> no, she's been getting better. She's definitely She keeps saying that, but it's not true. I'm trying to encourage you. I know, but now that I, you know, how, ever since you started saying that you can see the end in sight of when I'm leaving, I've been like, I don't need to study it anymore. I'm done. No. I know. It's terrible. Know, you're, you're here, like, with your American husband, so. She could move back. Or is that just me being ridiculously wishful thinking? No, it's not impossible. She she loves it here. She wants to stay. She told me. You told me. I did tell you. Who <laughs> doesn't want to stay in this lovely Trastevere apartment? <laughs> well, I'd move out of this apartment. Yeah, okay. I'm tired of the pizza place. Yeah. <laughs> the loudness. Can I impose on you to do one of your sketches for us? Um, okay, hold on, let me think. Okay. Um, let's try to do the English teaching. Um Okay, let's do English teaching because I think there are so many expats that living here. and So I'm going to do the three different students. So this is a typical day of English teaching, which is funny that I teach English because I come from um, immigrant parents. And so at my house, like I said before, it was like, today's Dr. Vindo. And here I am teaching English somehow. 
<laughs> to people. I have no idea. Uh, and also in college, I studied fashion, but now I'm teaching English in Rome, as you do, and doing stand-up comedy. So anyways, so this is a typical day of teaching English in Rome. So hi, my name is Marsha. I'm American, and um, uh, I live in Rome, and I like shopping. Student one. Dunque, dunque, my name is Massimo, I live in Rome, and I live with my family, I like football. Third one, hello, my name is Teresa, mm -hmm. I have 25, <laughs> I live in an apartment with your mother, your <laughs> father, and your sister. Third student, <sighs> Mortachi. I don't know, I don't speak English. I don't understand. I don't know what to say. What do you want me to say? Okay, let's just do a quick exercise. Um, okay, let's describe our house. I have an apartment, one bedroom, one bathroom, one kitchen. Okay, I live in an apartment with one bedroom, one bathroom, one kitchen. Stop. Hello, I live in an apartment and I have three cameras, one chicken, very nice chicken. <laughs> I live in an apartment, it's got a bedroom, a bathroom, a kitchen, and a scabuzzino. Come cazzo si dice scabuzzino. So that is a typical day of teaching English to Italians. Very nice. <laughs> it sounds challenging. Okay, because you don't teach English. You're a tour no, guide. No, no, I've never, I've never really taught English. But, and definitely not in a classroom setting. I've done a one-on-one -on -one lesson with an older lady that I knew, just sort of yeah. informal thing, but never really taught English. And it sounds, sounds stressful. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But it's fun at the same time. It's kind of like you become their sort of therapist performer because you have to kind of perform when you teach you can't be a boring teacher especially when you're teaching ESL you know you have to be excited and today we're gonna learn about the house and so you kind of are an actor when you're teaching I think so or, it works perfectly for you exactly so I have two other questions for you um it's kind of about your upbringing first of all did you find yourself when you moved here or when you moved to Perugia even though you were taking Italian did you find it difficult sort of having to relearn the quote-unquote correct Italian after yes. you had always been listening to dialect. Oh, my God. I had to learn Italian from scratch because when I end, when I went to this university, we had level test, and they were like, you need to start with the beginning because you speak very little Italian in dialect and with this American accent. So I basically learned Italian like you guys did. But it's funny because you learn such correct Italian in school, like, oh, ciao, lei come sta? Then you move to Rome. Uh -huh. Abella, che cazzo stai a fare? And so you're like, well, that my elegant Italian course is not paying off so well. Oh, but it comes in handy. It comes in handy in certain situations, I find. Like when you're at yeah. the bank. Oh, or something like that, and you know how to pull out that really proper Italian and impress people. I do find it is helpful. Although, yes, in your everyday life, you're probably not going to use right. But it's important. Oh, well, it's important to know. We can't. Can you imagine learning the ghetto Italian first? <laughs> oh, come die, you know, and you don't speak. Yeah. So it's better that we learn the sort of proper way to speak. 
Can I can I try an experiment? Yeah. I'm assuming go. that when you two hang out together, you always speak in English. Yeah. Oh yeah. So could you speak to each other in Italian and then critique how the other person sounds from your American point of view? Oh. Oh. That sounds that's painful. Yeah, it is kind of painful. I mean, I have a very strong American accent. Isn't that? I can't get rid of it. How's See, because I can't hear all the accents and nu nuances, well, so I thought it would be interesting. You speak a lot of Italian with your husband. I mean, I teach English. I should get, I mean, I really shouldn't have an accent for having Italian parents living here over a decade. But it's because I teach, and most of my friends are expats. Yeah, I mean, most of my so. friends are expats as well, but I spend, I would spend, I would say I spend 90% of my day in Italian. More oh, or less. see, that's why you must. You probably don't have an accent. No, I have a little accent, but I. Okay, how long does it take? This is a good judge instead of us judging. When you are talking to someone, how long does it take for them to notice that you're not um, Italian? Well, all they have to do is look at me, and they know already. <laughs> Blonde hair. Okay. Um, no, I mean, I will say that I have had people not know right away. Occasionally, this is not common, but they'll okay. say, you know, after, yeah, after. After a little while, they say, "Oh, wait, are you? You're not from here." That's so that, good. It does happen, but but that's rare. I I know okay. I have an accent, but I think it's a pretty good one because I studied music. I was a singer. Oh, so you picked up very well on the yeah, accents. Yeah, so I can I can copy accents pretty well, and I can I have a good ability of producing what I hear. Okay, but I feel like when you were just doing your little, you know, the third student of your yeah. lesson, when he went into Italian. That sounded really good to me. That sounded like yeah. a, what he would, what a Roman, older Roman man who grew up in a middle lower class yeah, no, would I, sound like. I can do that in sort of an acting way, but to hold like a conversation or something, people know within like seconds. They're like, Malay, non è di qui. I'm like, no. <laughs> well, you've also got the, the, you know, the Italian sounding name. I mean, Marsha, if you write it, you see the H and then you know it's not Italian. Right. But, but you could be, the De Salvatore is very... Italian. So, you know, if somebody sees your name and then sees you, they might just assume you're Italian. And then, of course, when you start to speak, whereas somebody who meets me, they already know by my name alone, there's no K or Y in, in Italian. And I've got a K and a Y in my name. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Tiffany yeah. <laughs> Parks. <laughs> That's another question, too, because people can tell that you're not Italian by when they talk to you. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I used to hate it. I used to get so offended, like, how can they not think I'm Italian? I am Italian. Or I, I hate when you try to speak to them in Italian, they answer in English, and then they keep at it, and I'm like, Ugh. But then at the same time, I've sort of embraced it over the years and be like, you know what? I'm American, and my accent is funny. And then you get treated differently. Sometimes, usually it works to your – it works in your favor. Like, for example, I had to call – fast web the internet provider and he's like ah you're american and he liked that he's like oh can i practice my english and then, then within seconds i got all my services done within like minutes because he liked that i was american he got to practice his english so that's happened to me a couple times like even at the bank a while ago he's like oh you're american i study english come come and i like passed in front of like all these people <laughs> and got my services met so that never happens to me really? no <laughs> I feel like I get treated worse for being a foreigner. Aww. Not, I mean, not always. There are certain advantages, but 
I feel like if you go into a restaurant, you get seated with oh, the tourists. Yeah, restaurants too. Yeah, you or don't you get, get ripped the good off. Food or you get ripped off. Yeah. No. Okay. I agree for that. Yeah. No. This doesn't happen all the time. Or I feel handful like I don't get taken seriously. Sometimes, like when I, I know when I was looking for an apartment. Oh, I would call the apartment agencies and they would just act like I, I was a piece of crap, you know, because I wasn't from here. But do you think it's changed a little bit since you've come? I feel like there's been a change in the last 10 years that I've been here. No. I mean, the thing is, is the apartment thing. I, I think that's a different category. Because yeah, I was just looking for an apartment in 2008. So okay, no. it was still bad then. Do you think you would ever go back to the United States? I want to. I'm, really? you know, I'm single and so... I'm tired of Italian men, kind of. And um, no, not only for that. That's not why I want to go to the States. But I don't know. I just feel like at some point I'm going to hit an end to my projects growing. Like they're doing really well now. I did this one-woman show and my comedy show is doing really well. But it's just really hard here sometimes to go beyond a certain point. Like you hit a brick wall in Italy in making money or going further in a career. And so I think if I'm single and the career isn't kicking in, that maybe perhaps it's time to go off. But I like my lifestyle here. So I'm not saying, no, I want to leave now. But, you know, eventually if things don't sort of change or grow, it's something. And I miss the States. I wouldn't go back to Ohio, though. I make Where that would clear. you go? I really like Chicago. I like the West Coast. I think it would just depend where I could be doing my creative stuff, my comedy and stuff. So, What do you miss about the United States? Services, people making fun of themselves. Do you ever notice that when you go home? People just are generally have a better sense of humor than Italians. Mm. They're just able to make fun of themselves. I just miss American sense of humor. Like you'll be waiting in line at Starbucks and someone will just make a joke. Like here they're just... Sometimes I feel are a little bit, they take themselves too seriously, yeah. where Americans don't. Do you feel that? Now that you say it, yeah, that does make sense, actually. Yeah, like even the even women, when I go back home, like, God, they're so nice. Do you notice, like, you'll be waiting in line in the bathroom, like, oh, my God, I love your shoes. And you're like, they're so nice. Here they just want to claw your eyes out most of the time. They're like... No, am I right? Um, is yes. that? I'm sorry. I have Italian girlfriends, but they really wow. I have one Italian. I know, and you've got a Italian plus, plus my sister-in-law. I count my sister-in-law, but kind of honorarily because she's only my friend because she's my sister-in-law. Exactly. So I have one Italian friend, and she's very different. She's not a typical Italian girl. I know it's kind of they're kind of harsh watch my next uh, so I make comedy clips of sketches that I've written and I work with a great filmmaker I've seen some of them that's how I discovered you oh wow I somehow stumbled upon your YouTube channel oh great this is you know several years ago now three or four years ago and I was I don't know if any of you guys out there listening remember about three years ago there was this trend to do little shows <gasps> called shit that so-and-so says you know shit that ballerinas say shit that you know okay. students say i think it started with girls but you guys did a thing shit. that expats, expats in rome, rome say i've seen that have you seen that do you want to share some of those yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was it was funny i just want to finish saying ahead, yeah, finish i saw off. that i thought it was hilarious and then of course i had to watch all of your other shows oh, because good. i thought i was just so in in uh, entertained let's say and about three months later or so, I was at a party filling up my plate from the buffet, and I hear this voice, <laughs> this 
unmistakable voice That's and i said me. wait a second i've seen you you are hilarious i don't when Do was this buffet we were on the rooftop of ryan's apartment yes Yes, yes, yes. Oh, God, that was aging. Ago, yes. Three years ago or so? Yes. So that's when we met. Nice and you were so funny. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> Well, the next comedy clip you will totally love because it's about cultural differences between foreign girls on a Friday night and Italian girls on a <laughs> On a Friday oh, night. Is it up yet or is it? It's in, these, in the next couple days. So... What's the name of your YouTube channel so people can find um, it? Just go on Rome's Comedy... Rome's Comedy Club or Marcia De Salvatore, and it comes up. My channel is Marcia De Salvatore, but even Rome's Comedy Club, you'll see all the clips. I don't know if my channel has all the clips, but this next one is drinking on a Friday night, and it's it's just exactly that. It's just I'm generalizing. Italian women don't know how to kind of let loose. They've always got this sort of bella figura. But not all of them, again, like I think the younger generation has just changed. But, I, you know, I've been here 10 years and I think I'm a quite social and friendly person. I have no Italian girlfriends. Zero. A couple, but they I don't really keep in touch. Like, you, don't you know, see them very often. No, or if you do, it's just like, all right, let's have a pizza, which is fine. But like, you know, when you even like, you just meet with an expat girl, like, you know, we're like having cocktails and you're like, oh, I can't believe what happened to me. Oh, my husband did this. Like, we just kind of are very open and we talk about personal stuff and we just kind of let go. Whether or not you drink, as the, I mean, it does does definitely fuel the stories, <laughs> the alcohol. Um, but Italian women, I feel like they have this guard all the time that you can just talk about only like Making sugo or cervicale. <laughs> I have cervicale. Tiffany All right, know. let's not talk about cervicale. Let's which instead, is what? It's when you have neck problems. Uh, that's a long. That's a short version of it. But let's just. You mentioned something that I don't know if our listeners, at least those those of our listeners who are in the United States, are familiar with. You said the bella figura yeah. of Italian oh, yes. women. We haven't actually before. talked about that. So do you want to describe what that is for people who don't know? Yeah, bella figura is like, you know, when you're in public, you have a certain way to present yourself. You wouldn't be loud or you wouldn't wear tracksuit to go to your market or, you know, you'd be done up and you would talk a certain way. And, and it's about presenting yourself to the public, to the world, whatever, a sort of polite manner. Let's just say that. And yeah, girls and boys have that here in Italy. Um, it's all about presentation, like food. Why in Italy do you not have the salad before you have it after? It's just, everything is a reason. So I think the Bella Figura is just sort of this sort of artistic way of, you don't want to be sloppy or messy when you're out in public. Yeah. Whereas in America, we don't really care <laughs> what we look like if you can go in tracksuit to the supermarket. Well, I do have to say there is an exception that I have found. I've never been to Chicago, but in New York, I feel like the women have a little bit of that bella yes. figura because Style. I was I was in New York about a year ago, and I was just stunned at how every single girl on the street was wearing a cute little summer dress. Every one. There wasn't a single girl in jeans. But how about at 5 o'clock, that girl <laughs> with the cute dress? She was down in her cocktails being loud. <laughs> she was, and she was heading home and putting on her eating pants. Exactly. I agree. No, other fashion is one thing. You can go to London, you can go to New York, and the girls in the States, too. When I go back to Cincinnati, I notice there's a change. People are into fashion. That's one thing. But as far as the Italians still maintain that in the way they talk, you would never get drunk. Why would you get drunk? You would get silly. Why would you do that in public? No? Yeah, I feel like it's also about like that, like, the first impression. 
Yes. Particularly, you know, that bella figura is, you know, and my husband will always say, if he does something stupid, he'll say, oh, que figura. Like, yes. what, a f what a figure I have just pulled. What a way of just, there's not really a way to yeah. translate it, mm -mm. but just, you know, what an impression I've just made, like, in a negative way, is to say, ugh. I just put my foot in my mouth, Yes. for example. Yes. Well, seeing as you're both living in this culture, do, do you find that you act differently because that's expected of you to put this best foot forward? No. I do, I think. I mean, yeah, maybe I would. I, no. Sorry, mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I think just because I don't really care. I mean, obviously, I get up on the stage and tell people my personal business <laughs> so that when I'm out, I mean, no. The, you know what the difference is? I talk, Maybe just the drinking thing. Like, I've noticed that's actually one positive thing for living in Italy. Like, I find public display of drunkenness obscene now. When I go back home, I'm like people vomiting outside or peeing or being loud no in the states when i see that it's like oh that's just gross because in italy you don't see that there's respect for oneself because they don't drink am i right mm -hmm. absolutely i've never seen an italian girl drunk i don't think ever katie here interrupting because this episode runs a little long you'll find a bonus episode at our website thebittersweetlife.net under comedy part two You'll also find it immediately on iTunes right now. So you don't have to wait. There's no waiting here. So tune in for a little bit more on drunkenness, comedy, and the cliched things that expats say. While you're at our website, you can also find links to Marsha's work and check it out for yourself, thebittersweetlife.net. The links will be under the episode comedy. Thanks so much for joining us. This is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell.